So let's have a prayer and we'll ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. Lord, thank you for an opportunity just to open our hearts to you. We, we long for you, Holy Spirit. We desire you to work in us. We desire to encounter you, Holy Spirit. We, we need the life that you offer. We need the deliverance you offer. We need the strength that you offer. We need the leading that you offer. So we just soften our hearts to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Um, we, we're in this series called Myth Busted, and we're talking about uh, the Holy Spirit. We're just trying to, we're not really uh, telling secrets so much. We're just uh, trying to open our eyes and open our hearts to the realities of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I was thinking uh, of the book of Joel. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Joel's day and our day. <laughs> there was a lot of suffering going on in the nation when Joel was alive, when he was a prophet. And uh, he talked about uh, some of the challenges. Uh, he used words like grasshoppers and, and famine and things like that. Like he just said, there, there was just suffering on the nation. There was difficulty. There was challenges, big challenges. And uh, Joel lifted his voice up, uh, and he wanted to point people to some hope. <laughs> and he used these words in the book of Joel. Uh, let me find it here. So I'm not preaching from any notes. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, he said, if you got your Bible, uh, he says this, and afterward... You know, after, after people had gone through some challenges, after, after God had their attention, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, man, what do we got to do to get free from this, these grasshoppers <laughs> that are consuming us from this hell that we're in? No matter which way we turn, no matter which way we complain, no matter which way we press, it just seems like doors get slammed shut and he said and afterward the promise of god i will pour out my spirit on all people say that all people all people you know who all people are it's all of us it's it's not just kevin it's not just eden not just pastor kimmy but praise god it includes people like me and Chris, man, isn't that good? Robin, it includes us. Hey, isn't that great? That God has promised to pour out his spirit on all people. And we find this terminology in the scripture, in the prophets. In fact, we see Isaiah said it. Uh, Ezekiel uh, said it. Uh, Joel said it. Uh, Haggai said it. That that God was going to pour out his spirit on all people. In fact, in the New Testament, uh, Jesus talked about it in this words, in these words. Let's maybe, if you got your Bible, just help me out because I have no slides or anything like that. Let's turn to the book of Acts. If you got your phone, 
you can you can use your phone, use your U version Bible, whatever you got. Uh, let's turn to the book of the book of Acts. See if I can find it here. Uh, starting in chapter one. Uh, verse 4, he says this, On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. Some, some versions of, of, the, of, the, of the word say, wait for the promise. Jesus is saying, wait for the gift that was promised. The gift. Wait for the promise. You know, there's many promises in the word. There's hundreds of promises. But Jesus said, I want you to wait here for the promise. What was he talking about? He was talking about the promise that they knew about, that the prophets had told them about. The one we just read about. That the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all people, on all flesh. That was the promise. That the Holy Spirit was going to be promised. The Father promised a gift. The gift. (laughs) Say that. The gift. You know, the gift was the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is promised to you and to me. Uh, Which you've heard me speak about, Jesus said. And he did speak to them about this. He spoke to, and we read about that. In uh, the book of John, we read about it in different uh, passages. John the Baptist spoke about it in Matthew uh, chapter 3. If you want to turn over to there, Matthew chapter 3. This is what John the Baptist said. Oh, I, I sure hope I'm remembering these. Ah, here it is in verse 11. John said, I baptize you. With water for repentance. But after me, (laughs) one will come who is more powerful than I. And he's talking about Jesus. Whose sandals I'm not fit to carry. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. (laughs) Isn't that an awesome promise? He said, there's a promise. And, And the Israelites... The people of Israel knew about the promise. They heard the prophets. They heard it spoke about. They heard the, their, they read the scriptures. They memorized the scriptures. They knew there was a promise. And they heard John the Baptist talking about the promise. And they heard Jesus talking about the promise. And Jesus said, I, I, you've heard me speaking about it. And, he, and I know he did speak about it in, in uh, the book of John. Maybe let's go there. I, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not ready for this. Uh, uh, yeah, John 16. There you go. Someone's got the word? Got the verse? You, you're reading my mind? What, what verse is it, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, I want to I, I hear what Jesus was talking about when he promised. 
Yeah, we're not going to read the whole chapter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And Jesus was speaking about this promise of the Holy Spirit in John 16. And, and uh, Marlene was reading from verse 13 and I think down to verse 15. Those are great verses. Thanks, Kevin, for kind of pointing those to us. And then let's, look to, let's go to the book of Galatians, uh, chapter 3. You guys okay? We're just reading some scriptures here. In verse 14, Paul is encouraging the Galatians, and he's encouraging us. He redeemed us, Jesus redeemed us, in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So even Paul was talking about the promise of the Spirit, right? So this promise of the Spirit. And Pastor Ken talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, If you were in the service, he was uh, speaking on the Zoom. And he was talking about the three uh, relationships are the three positions of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is, is with us, uh, and he can be with anybody. He can be with a believer. He can be with a non-believer. And if you uh, are a non-believer or you were a non-believer, you know there, there was things stirring uh, sometimes. You maybe couldn't even explain the, a magnetic draw. And I, I loved how you were describing, Kevin, wherever you are, how... Uh, you just knew that was for you last week, but you just, like, for some reason, just couldn't, couldn't, whatever it is, if it's, uh, I don't want to say what it is, but pride or whatever, uh, and I know for me, oftentimes, I resist the leading of the Spirit because of pride. I want to just do things in my own strength or whatever, and, and that can really come there, but you can just sometimes sense the Holy Spirit is drawing you or speaking to you or leading you. And uh, it's like a magnetic uh, force almost sometimes. And, uh, and I don't know why I'm talking about that. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the relationships of the Spirit. You know, uh, it could be like this. If we imagine the Holy Spirit is like this water. And this water is with me. Right? And then Pastor Ken also talked about the Holy Spirit being in us. And what, at salvation, when we invite Christ to come into our lives. We're inviting the Spirit of God. We're inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives. This water is now not only with me, it's in me, right? And the Holy Spirit is in us, right? Is there any containment on the Holy Spirit? No, there's none. He can fill you right up. You know, when he's in you, he can, he can invade every area of your life. But there's times in our lives where we, we, we limit him. <laughs> we have things in our lives where we say, you know what? I don't want you, God, uh, telling me what to watch on TV. Or I don't, I don't really want you 
I don't want to say sorry to that person. I don't want to heal that relationship. I, I, I'm keeping that one in the closet. <laughs> Holy, you, Holy Spirit, you can come into this room, but not that room. <laughs> and so we can do that. We can, we can control and we can, we can limit his activity. And he is a gentleman and he will, he will go along with it. It's not that he desires that. He desires to fill your life completely. Right? He, lead, he desires to lead you into all freedom and all truth. And so the Holy Spirit can be with us and in us. And then, and then Jesus was talking about this in, in the book of Acts uh, that we were just reading. That we have this promise, he said to his disciples, who, who were, had encountered the Holy Spirit with them. They had encountered the Holy Spirit in them. And then Jesus said, I want you to wait here because there's something else beyond that. And he was saying, that's what this is. That the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out. And he says, uh, and he will baptize. Uh, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so when we think of that, we think of the Holy Spirit being with us. We think of the Holy Spirit being in us. And then we also think of us being in the Holy Spirit. The word baptism is the word enveloped, right? It's the word sealed. It's the word uh, that describes us being immersed in, right? Jesus said the Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. But beyond that, the Holy Spirit wants you to dive into him and be immersed in him and live your life like that, that you're being led by him, that you're walking, you're living and moving and, and having your being in him, right? As we read in the book of Acts. And so I want to just encourage you that this promise is a promise that is for you. It's a promise for us. The Holy Spirit with us, the Holy Spirit in us, and the Holy Spirit that we are baptized into. Let's look at verse 4 of Acts chapter 2. It says this is their experience. All of them, as they were waiting at the day of Pentecost. So the day of Pentecost happened about uh, a month and a half after Jesus' death and burial and resurrection. And so uh, the, these... the. The first Christians had encountered a salvation experience with Jesus. They had believed in him. They confessed with their mouth that Jesus had, had uh, risen from the dead, and they were saved, as the Bible tells us. And they had that experience. And then in, in verse, uh, uh, verses of, first verses of Acts chapter 2, it says that they were there praying. They were waiting. And it says all of them, in verse 4, were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. So they had the Holy Spirit with them, they had the Holy Spirit in them, and then they were baptized into, they were immersed in the Holy Spirit. And that was their experience, that they began to speak in other tongues. You know, in verses, uh, in Ephesians, let's turn over to Ephesians, and then I'm going to wrap this up with these words. I just want to encourage your faith. I want to encourage your faith. 
Are you, are you in the days of Joel when it seems like anything you do doesn't make a difference? You know, it's just all about being devoured, being consumed. Is there, is there more? And I want to just encourage you that God has more for you. He has more for you. Where is the book of Ephesians? There it is. Chapter 5. We were reading these in our staff meeting this week. Uh, together, these verses. Verse 15, he says in chapter 5, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Sounds familiar, right? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And so what he's saying, he's saying you have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice of how you want to live. You can live just in your own strength. You can live how you want, which he's saying is foolish. Or you can choose to live as the Lord wants you to live. Understand what the Lord's will is, he's saying. Then he says, uh, do not be drunk on wine. Shucks, eh? <laughs> if you like that. Shucks. Which leads to debauchery or leads to foolishness is what he's saying. Being drunk leads to foolishness. Instead, or instead, here's another choice. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled, be baptized into the Spirit, right? He's not talking about their salvation. They're saved. He's telling them, dive in to the Holy Spirit. Don't dive into the glass of wine. <laughs> Choose something else. Choose the Holy Spirit. Now, this, these words, if you study them in the Greek, in the original language, the, the original wor words actually translated say, be being filled. Who said that? There you go. You know the words, girl. That's good. Be being filled. It means to live your life in such a way that you are swimming in the pool. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like I'm diving into the pool, I get out, and I live my life just how I want. No, it's get into the pool and be being filled. Just stay there every day. We need the Holy Spirit. We need him filling us, strengthening us, leading us. And you know the Holy Spirit as I said, is a gentleman. He is a, he is a person that cares for you. And, and Paul described it as walking with the Holy Spirit or being led by the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit offers you his hand. And he offers to lead you as you're being filled. He offers to lead you in your life. He offers it. And this is how we know a counterfeit. Because... The evil spirits don't offer to lead us. They want to control us. That's the difference. They want to force you. They want to use fear and intimidation and shame and guilt to make you comply. Right? They want to use force 
The Spirit of God wants to use invitation. And he's offering to lead you. He's offering to empower you. He's inviting you to live different. So this morning, I want to just take this time at the end of the service just to pray a prayer of blessing over you, but also a prayer of invitation that you would be filled. So I'm just going to ask you, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, I'm not asking you if the Holy Spirit is with you. I'm not asking you if the Holy Spirit's in you. I'm asking you, do you want to be filled? Do you want to be baptized? Do you want to be in the, live in the Holy Spirit and be empowered by his Spirit? I'm just going to invite you to stand if that's you. And, and, and that's between you and God. And if you don't, I'm not forcing you. Don't feel manipulated. Don't feel controlled. It's an invitation by God to you. And so I just want to invite you to stand. And I'm just going to pray a prayer a blessing. You know, uh, Pastor Andy read a scripture last week, uh, and he said, Jesus breathed on them, and he said, be filled with the Spirit. And he breathed. I noticed Pastor Ken did that on the video. I don't know if you heard him breathing. And that's why he was doing that. He was just saying, by faith, be filled with the Spirit. It's nothing to do with me. It's just God doing his work. He's fulfilling his promise. Thank you, worship team. Come. And, and uh, uh, Paul told Timothy, and Pastor Kimmy brought these words. Uh, he said, uh, fan into flame. Uh, the gift that was, I can't remember the exact words of uh, 1 Timothy chapter. I can't even remember the chapter, verse, chapter 1-6. Do, do you know, you have that verse memorized? Okay, the, the scripture is saying to fan into flame the gift that is within you and let the Holy Spirit just breathe on the embers of his spirit within you, those things that he's deposited, those gifts that he's deposited within you. He wants to blow on those and breathe on those and fan them into flame. Yeah. Good, Marlene. And in that scripture, he actually says, the gift that was imparted to you when the elders laid their hands on you. Right? There's another way that the Holy Spirit was depart, uh, imparted. It was, it was a deposit. that The elders laid their hands on him, and there was, there was a, a gift of the Holy Spirit that came into Timothy's life. A reality of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Are you living powerless? Are you caught in a in a in a rut in your life? Uh, uh, they say a rut is like a grave with no ends on it, right? You're just stuck in it, just doing the same thing. Are you powerless to get out of it? Do you know there's more that God has for you? Is there a freedom that you just are just being drawn to when you think about what the Holy Spirit has spoken to you about, and you say, "That's what I want. That's what I desire." This is an invitation for you. This is an invitation for you. And I'm, I'm asking you, this, this prayer is one, but I'm asking you, pursue the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, wait here until you receive it. Desire the Holy Spirit. Pursue the Holy Spirit. Call the elders and say, you know, Brian and Chris, will you please lay your hands on me? 
I'm hungry for the Holy Spirit in my life. I need a release of God's power in my life. I need to be set free in my life. I want to have strength. I want to have anointing that breaks barriers. I don't want to keep living in the same way. Oh, I need something new and fresh. Then the Holy Spirit is for you. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. We just ask you, just in obedience to the Word of God, we're just choosing what will fill our lives. <laughs> We've looked at so many things. We've looked to empty things to fill our lives. And Holy Spirit, we want you to know right now, we want you. We aren't going to settle for anyone else but you, Holy Spirit. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Come, sweet Spirit. Come and fill me now. In Jesus' name, fill my life. Fill my life, fill my life, right from the top of my head to the bottoms of my feet. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, come and fill us, God. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, la, 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 la. If you know how to speak in tongues, I just encourage you, lift up your voice. Let's let the word of Jesus come out of our mouth. The words of Jesus in our Holy Spirit language. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come and fill us. Fill us, oh God. Oh, empower us, oh God. Let us be hope bringers, life bringers. Oh, to our workplaces, to our homes, wherever we go, let us be filled with life and joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Words of life, words of, words of uh, uh, freedom would come out of our mouths in Jesus' name. Oh, we love you, Lord. Love your spirit, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're bringing deliverance to people. Thank you that you're bringing hope to people. Thank you, you're bringing, you're bringing uh, new life to people in Jesus' name. 